we have a crisis in the world, tremendous crisis, and also crisis in our consciousness, in us. I see the urgency of change, radical revolution, mutation in the mind. I see it. It is necessary. There is complete quietness of the mind, and that which is silent has vast space. Only then that which is nameless comes into being. This is Urgency of Change, the Krishnamurti podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 49 of Urgency of Change. This week's podcast features a conversation between Krishnamurti and Alain Norday, titled Religion and Meditation. Next week's podcast continues Terence Stamp's reading of the classic book Commentaries on Living. This is a podcast from Krishnamurti Foundation Trust. Our official YouTube channel has hundreds of video and audio recordings of full talks and carefully chosen extracts. We are a non-profit charity and rely on your support to continue to preserve and make Krishnamurti's work available. If you enjoy our podcast, please consider leaving a review. Alain Norday was Krishnamurti's private secretary in the 1960s. He met Krishnamurti in 1963 whilst a music lecturer and concert pianist. He gave up his teaching and performing in 1964 to work with Krishnamurti. Fluent in several languages, he was very helpful at international gatherings and in attracting younger audiences to Krishnamurti's talks at a time of cultural change in the West. This conversation between Krishnamurti and Alain Norday was recorded in Malibu, California in 1972. Subjects include Is there any connection between the supernatural and religion? Is a religious life to lead a good life? A religious life is a life in which the self is not. We get caught in the so-called mysterious But when the self is not, there is a greater, vaster mystery. Self-knowing is much more important than acquiring some kind of power. What place has meditation in religious life? Meditation is not control or a practice. It is not an effort to achieve an experience or to remain in a particular state of consciousness. If the self is, the religious life is not. Can one dissolve the self? Why are certain human beings entrenched in the myth of Jesus or Krishna? Attachment destroys freedom. Sir, the mysterious has always preoccupied man. Not only that, but there is, in a sense, everything we don't know is mysterious. We are interested in new things, going to the moon and so on, but there is another dimension of mystery of the mysterious which has always been associated with religion. People throughout the ages have thought that the religious man can somehow wield supernatural powers. And in a general kind of way, this domain of the mysterious is called the occult. And 
we find in all religious thinking, in all religious texts throughout the world, the assumption that goodness, religion, is in fact very much preoccupied with siddhis or powers, with the supernatural, in fact. Would you like to say something about yes, that, sir. please? Sir? Yes, sir. Even in the Bible, we see that Christ, his goodness was challenged in the following way. They said, if you claim to be a good man, make miracles. And is there any connection between yeah, these yeah, two things yeah. at all? Is occultism really the religious concern? As you said just now, sir, man is seeking something mysterious. Man has gone to the moon. Before the moon was a mysterious thing. Now it's like everybody's backyard. Every, yes, it's in everybody's backyard. Our life, as you see it around ourselves, is obvious, shallow, empty, and rather boring and we seek something mysterious beyond this. I have noticed, for example, great revolutionaries, great social reformers. Somehow that doesn't seem to satisfy them completely. They want something much more, much more mysterious. So they turn to religion, hoping to find the mysterious in religion. And religions generally offer the mysterious. Yes. The religious schools of Greece were in fact called the mysteries. Mysteries, that's right. We find Greece. that in all ancient cultures these yes. two things were indistinguishable. Yes. Mystery in Egypt, in, e in Greece, probably in Rome, in, certainly in India. That yes. has been... Also, it is a fact that the divine is the unknown. So, is there something mysterious? That's the question, isn't it? Is there... Is there occult knowledge? Of course there is. That's not the question. No. There is occult knowledge, and perhaps we might talk about that. The question is whether that occult knowledge has anything to do with what you mean when you speak of the religious man, or the religious mind, or the religious or, life. Or goodness. Or goodness. Is the primary issue of life, which we might call the religious concern, in any way contingent on mystery Obvious, or Obviously not, sir. Obviously to you, sir, but as we were uh, saying, well, throughout the cultures uh, of the world, this is not obvious. No, no. See, I'm showing, sir, we're showing how man, bored with life, the superficial life. He wants something more mysterious. He wants the mysterious. Yes. He wants the mysterious. Hmm. And then he begins to invent the mysterious. Or it is really there. Or it is there. Or it is not there. I think we are discovering even the cynical scientific minds. I mean cynical, I mean, I mean hard to hoodwink. The scientific minds today what? are discovering absolutely that there is what they call ESP, there is the occult. Yes, so yes. So this is a fact. 
The question is whether that has anything to do with what you mean by religion. What do you mean by religion? What do you mean by religious life? Can we put aside all the organized religions, what they call religious life? Yes. Based on a belief, based on a conclusion, or a concept, a formula, a discipline, a system, a dogma. It's part of their cultural history. Yes. For me, that's not re- religious not. life at all. Of course not. Sometimes it's a legal code and sometimes it's uh, enforced morality. I mean, that's not religious li- life at all. Whether it's a Christian religious life or a Hindu religious life or the Islam and so on. I think Jewish, that's pretty clear, sir. Very clear. If that is clear, then what is religious life? What is what is a life in the daily process of living? What is a religious life? Would you say a religious life is to lead a good life? Not the good life of the advertiser. Recognized morality. Morality. Because that changes from culture to culture, from time to time. That can be brushed aside, too. Mm -hmm. Not the good which has an opposite, as you said the other day. Oh, no. Good life. Not comfortable life. Mm -hmm. Not the life which which has concern, which has affection, which has love. Love. That's it. Which is not acting for itself and from itself. Therefore, a religious life is a life in which the self is not. Yes, sir. However, we do find this, we do find this in every one of the great religions. To that extent, I would say, they are not muck, because they say absolutely, this... Uh, go slow, sir. F- it's very difficult. This is yes. a very difficult point, because... Yes. To, ha- to lead a religious life means a life without the self. Yes, sir. Now, what happens? Some of the re- most of the religions recognize this. They stated. Yes, Therefore, yes. what do they do? They what they re- do afterwards, we 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 see clearly, sir. Is is, is uh, no, they replace the self mm-hmm. by an idea. Yes. Of selflessness. Of selflessness. With all the trappings attached to it. By a saviour, by a master, and so on. Yes, that's understood. No, which is the transformation of the self... Into something which is the same. The same. The self uh, catches on to its own... It establishes its own security in another way. Its own image. Yes. In a different form. Yes. That's brushed aside. No, that must be brushed aside. We have so, yes. So what is... A religious life. We say a religious life is one in which the self is absent. Yes. And that's one of the most difficult things. Now, that seems rather empty. 
Wait, wait, wait. That seems rather empty. Many people would say, I don't find this too attractive. Too attractive. Yes. That's it. Attractive, not in enough excitement, not enough uh, glamour. glamour or all the rest of it. Therefore, they recognise a religious life is without the self, but they want to express that feeling mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in cities, in powers, in uh, various forms of mysterious... In other words, although pretending to get rid of the self, what they really want is the excitement and pleasure of the unknown and the powerful. That's right, sir. So, they're even more greedy than the businessman. In a different way. Because the businessman cannot, uh, he can't do magic tricks. So we are saying a life without the self is really the most arduous, the most extraordinary demanding life. And that is the religious life. That's the religious life. And there's nothing else which is religion. Nothing. Now, wait a minute, sir. A religious life in this sense which we are talking about, in understanding it, in living it, there are all these factors involved in it. Powers, which are called Siddhis in Sanskrit, this power of healing. In the religious life, sir? Wait a minute, sir. I thought you've just said that uh, involved, nothing to do with the religious no, life. No, involved in it. How? I'll show you in a minute. I'll show you in a minute. Because as you are investigating into a religious life, yes. in which the Self is not, yes. You find these things, Siddhis. Where, where do you find them? In yourself? In yourself. Or are they offered to you? Are they? Does one no, find them it, around, or does no, one it, discover it, that, that one has these powers? One has these powers. Yes. It comes out like a. Uh, like water from uh, the water. Water, yes. Comes out. And one gets trapped in these. One pursues the byproduct. No, but they are very attractive. They are very demand. They have their own vitality. vitality, their own urgency. I see a man suffering intensely. You can put your hands on him mm. and help him to cure. Mm. And so, and so it becomes the trademark of the holy man. Holy man. That's all. My, mm. you follow, sir. Mm. Do you remember that lovely story of a teacher? and his disciple. The disciple has been with the teacher for fifteen years, and at the end of that period the disciple comes to the Master and says, Look, Master, I have lived here for fifteen years and I have learnt nothing. I have, you have taught me to be good, to behave properly, to love, to become, but that's nothing. I'm sorry I'm going away. I must find something more. So he comes back after five years and says, Master, I've found it, I've got it. Mm. And the Master says, What have you got? 
Do you see that river? I can walk on it. And the master says, you have taken five years to learn that. When there is a boat there where you can pay a penny to cross. Yes. That's, that's what we're all doing. Yes. Getting caught in the occult. In the occult. In the so-called mysterious. Mm -hmm. But when the self is not, there is no a there is a va greater, vaster mystery. That's the real occult. That's the real thing. Yes, the real hidden. Well, I have, one has seen that one can read thought. One has seen one can... Tell the future. Tell the future, heal people. But the danger of all that... Is the strengthening of the self. Self. Yes. If you fall into the trap of any of these, you do not lead a religious life. That's beautiful, sir. Unfortunately, at present in California, the pursuit of the occult is rampant. Of course. Quite because recently, uh, there's been a great fuss about some institute which, in the, in the most blatantly commercial way, is training people with all kinds of, uh, in the most superficial way, by the way, very superficially, training people... To be good. To, no, training people to develop all kinds oh, of superficial occult powers. And it's taken for granted that this has something to do with the good. And so these greedy people go there, and through certain exercises, through breathing, so through self-hypnosis... So this is as old as the hills, They either achieve so. or think that they achieve some sensation or some kind of occult power, and um, they think that this is good. So you see, sir? They don't even do it properly. No. To lead a really a religious life, with all its responsibilities, is to lead a good life, the flowering of goodness, which cannot exist if there is the Self. Yes, sir. And that life has an extraordinary sense of otherness, a sense of non-being in the world, though you live in the world. Yes. And that life itself will repudiate wielding powers. But you see, sir, the, the desire for power, political, religious, spiritual, occult, is so Absolutely. strong. Yes. Mm. A man who has money, it is a, the mm. power of money is mm. so strong. One sees it in the eye, in the, the <laughs> voice, in the step. Digested. Yes, sir. So to be nothing. So you see, the saints try to lead a religious life without understanding the self and therefore substitute the self for a substitute self by a symbol, mm -hmm. by the cross, by the moon. You follow? Mm -hmm. The symbol becomes extraordinarily important. Yes, and they kill for it. Hmm? In other words, the symbol becomes the self. 
That's why the understand the self knowing is much more important than acquiring some kind of thought. So if we may, this brings us to another question, which is related to what you've been saying. You've told us that the religious life is a life with the understanding and the ending of the self. You've told us that it isn't magic powers, however noble they appear to be. In the religious life, one finds the word meditation quite often used. And this word meditation is as popular today as this concern with the occult. You use the word meditation also, sir. Would you mind telling us how the meditation, which you mean, is part of the religious life which you speak of? So meditation is generally understood as practicing some system. It's rampant, yes. People sit this way, they sit that way. Eh, there are dozens and dozens and dozens of uh, groups and schools of meditation, with their systems, with their gurus, with their bosses, with their concentrated camps and all the rest of it. Yes, concentrated camps. Concentrated camps. Concentration camps. You see, religion and meditation or contemplation have always gone together. Hmm. You find this in India tremendously. Nearly all the people who call themselves religious are going to tell you, ah, we agree with you entirely. Meditation to us is a technique, and they use this awful word, a technique to end the self. And this technique might be repeating yes, some sir. formula or some other... Mantras. Goodness knows. Yes. You see how very absurd that is. Because the technique, the practice of technique, is the furthering of the self, that's all. Is the, the strengthening is, of the self. The one that is practicing the technique is the one that is supposed to disappear. Yes. It's, it's so obviously... The, the, the rubber becomes a policeman pre- pretending to catch robbers. So let us see. Would you speak of meditation and the religious yeah. life, please? What place has meditation in religious life? What is meditation? That's really important. What is? We said what is religious life. Surely, when we've said what is religious life, meditation cannot be different from that. that just because it. if there is meditation and then the religious life, there is this awful bridge so, between but the two. So, we've. So, More or less analyze what is. In fact, in fact, there can be no difference between life and the religious life. It isn't that one has life on Saturday and the religious life. Of on course, Sunday. I mean that's uh, so that's life, religion, and meditation, and love and beauty must be the same thing. Of course, so sir, we analyze more or less. Looked into the question of religious life. Now, what is meditation? It must be the living of the religious life. What is meditation, really? Hmm? Is it 
is it different from the life of selflessness? If it's different from that life, then it is selfish. Yes. Therefore, it is not meditation. So it's not. Is it a way of overcoming or abandoning or going beyond the self? If it is Go a slow. way, if Go it is I'm a way, asking, sir. Time is involved. So we say, as time and Effort. Effort is involved. That's and not will, a religious life. Which come from the self. Therefore, it is still part of the self. The pursuit in meditation to control thought is still part of the self, right? Because yes. the controller is the self, yes. wishing is to. Involved. That's right. Meditation, in the sense of achieving enlightenment or realizing some experience, transcendental or other experiences, or is still the observer in operation. The self. The self. So, meditation is not control. Meditation is not a practice. Meditation is not an effort to achieve a glory, glorious experience or to remain in a particular state of consciousness. Projected from memory. Memory and all the rest of it. Pursued through effort. So we say all that is not meditation. As you can see why it is not logical, it's sane, it's balanced, yes. and that's not meditation. Yes. Cannot be. Oh, obviously, it, it is not. Opinion is not involved uh, at all. Uh, it's not. But a man <coughs> sees the truth that as long as the self is the religious life is not. Then how is he to dissolve this self? It's the only question, sir. That's the only question. Is he to be is the self to be dissolved through effort? We say no. Because the self makes effort. Yeah. So is the dissolution of the self through meditation obviously is not. Because in meditation, when there is an observer who is wishing to dissolve the self, who is meditating, is meditating, he is the self. Yes. Is call him super self or whatever it is, he's still the self. Self can divide itself into myriad parts. And self is thinking. Uh, is, yeah, saying I am the higher self it's or I am that. It's fancy. It is still the self. So how is a mind which is which really wishes, let me put it in quote, mm. to lead a, 
a life without the self, how is that to be to come by? How is the self ended? A different kind of meditation is necessary. Hmm. Not the meditations which we have talked about. That must be completely set aside. A different kind of meditation. What is that? I want to lead. One wants to lead a religious life. One sees the truth that there is no religious life as long as the self is. And one sees all the tricks the self plays. One is aware of all the things that self creates in order to achieve a selfless life, which is still part of the self. Now, how does one come to this perception? Seeing the powers, Siddhis are not a religious life. Seeing the court in dogmas, beliefs, rituals is not a religious life. Seeing <coughs> that any form of Siddhi, power, position, prestige, healing is not a religious life. What is Seeing that all these tricks are not meditation, yes. although they call it meditation. What is that thing that sees? You said, uh, how is one to come to this perception no. that the religious I, I, life... Sir, hmm. look, I, one sees religious life is not the ritual life, yes. the dogmatic life, the, the, the life of yes, orthodoxy or effort. Effort. What is the, what is the mind that says this is not it? This is clear understanding. Uh, what do you, be careful? What do you mean by that word? What is that state of mind that says I see that is false? I see that is illusion. I see this is worthless. I see mm, the religion is none of these things. What so is several it? Several things are involved. Yeah, that just it. First of all, it's impersonal. No, it's don't yet, personal. don't yet translate it too quickly. Wait, sir. Don't be so. Mm, what is it? What is the thing that says this is not? When you say this is not, in that there is a great joy. Mm. When you say, when one, when the mind sees that that siddhi, power, ritual is not, it is saying from a state of joy and freedom, a state of joy. And therefore, f- freedom comes with joy. Hmm? 
Now, how does this happen? To say, well, Are you saying, how does this right perception come about? How does this joy which perceives the truth... Or are the two together? Are they, let's is say, it the joy that perceives or the perception that is joyful? So it's the same don't, thing. Don't divide it. Don't, mm. We're examining. It is out of this perception that says, perception says this not. And that perception is entrenched or is, is with joy. There yes. is no battle, there is no conflict, there is no saying, oh, how am I to get rid of this? It's harmonious and free and yeah. easy. So. What is that perception? How does it come? How does it come, listen to this, sir, to a person who has devoted his life, his energies, studied immensely, sacrificed everything, wife, family, and caught in some stupid little ritual? Stupid little self-contained meditation, practicing some silly system. Yes, some all systems are silly. But I mean, yes. No, there he is. He wants to lead a really religious life and get caught in it. Yes. To such a man, if you say, "Look, this is not it," he, to him, this is. A tremendous blow. Yes. He says uh, he can't understand it. Of course. So you begin to see. He might kill you. Of course, he might kill me. He might burn me as they wanted. I know. Yes. I never told you about that. Doesn't matter. What was I going to say? Yes, I've got it. Just a minute. So perception of the truth that these all these are false can only come when the mind is really not attached to anything not attached to any experience it has gained to any knowledge, to any prejudice, to any formula, not attached. That's the first requirement of perception. Which doesn't mean it must be detached. Detachment comes only when you are attached. Then you practice detachment. Which again is attachment. Uh, yes. Depends so why, also how the word is used. And yeah. So why is the mind attached to any of them? Or to a house, to a belief, whatever it is. Why is the mind attached?
because any attachment denies freedom. And it is only in freedom you can see. Right? Yes. So, why is the mind attached? The mind is attachment. No, go into it a little more. Why am I attached to a formula? Why is certain why are certain human beings entrenched in the myth of Jesus or Krishna or uh, you follow? Many many things. Why attached? Not to what they are attached to. Yes, many things are involved. What are they? It's like a, an onion. Each skin is the no, onion. No, I'm not sure. Yet. I'm not sure. Well, there's fear. There's habit. Wait, sir. The root of there's fear. There's anxiety. The root of fear. The root of anxiety. The root of uh, insecurity. The root of there's greed. Gre- all that. There's aggression. It all. It's all the same thing. It's same. Thing. But it all springs from a certain root. A center. From a from a center. From a sense of self. Don't put, don't use those words because we'll. Now, what is that? Why is there this uh, this attachment? If we could find that, then these things will drop off naturally. I don't have to struggle not to be a Catholic or a follow. It's finished. Are you asking what is the essential root of attachment? Because I see where there is attachment, there is no freedom, and therefore there is no joy. It is only when freedom and joy function are together, there is real perception. So we have, in a sense, a vicious circle. Freedom and joy saw the folly of attachment. But there is no freedom and joy because there is attachment. Now, why am I attached? What is, what is the root of this, this thing that makes me attached to things, to people, to ideas, to you follow? My guru, I mean, you follow? However absurd, however childish, however they are gods and they are saviors, it's too childish. Why are they attached? They know intellectually it is stupid, and yet they are attached. Yes, they are attached sometimes in order to not be attached. Mm. So, why is the mind attached? Is it that the mind feels that it must be occupied. That's not all of it. I'm I'm just beginning to examine. Of course, not all of it. Because without occupation, mind feels egare, lost, rather empty. In a panic, yes. So it says, I must be occupied. Um, is it because basically deeply there's the fear of not being 
which is which is the fear of deep loneliness, emptiness, sense of lost in a sea unless there is rada one feels lost yes so the occupation sense of deep loneliness deep uncertainty hmm? deep insecurity all this force me to get attached force the mind to get attached can the mind be free of this sense of despair and loneliness and so we go back to the so to fill that loneliness i do all these things and if i really face that loneliness look at it go into it understand it challenge not try it. To, hmm? challenge it challenge look at it then i go the mind goes beyond it so i am i am attached because of this and without solving this mere detachment has has no value at all right one must get the root of it root of it so attachment destroys freedom and where there is freedom there is joy and therefore it's that quality of mind that is that has this sense of joy and freedom that it perceives so it perceives its own attachment and therefore it is free of the attachment without any analysis without any uh, conflict it understands right it's finished yes so meditation then is none of these things but understanding the ways and the means the action of the self which in its desire in its pain in its anxiety in its guilt in its sorrow says i i cannot find a way out therefore i'll be attached and the way out is not in the things you are attached to but in the ending of attachment in the ending and the understanding of attachment because you have gone deeply into the cause of attachment which can be perceived instantly the cause without analysis so meditation has a quite a different meaning but it means really freedom and joy to observe without any attachment without any 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 partial 
perception. This is mine and that's yours. This is the way I look, this is the way you look. Mm. There is no division. 